What's going on? You're tuned in to another Six Visions exclusive interview. My name is Six Salim. And before I introduce my guests, man, we are back from this lockdown. This quarantine has been a pain in the ass, man. <laughs> We're finally back doing this. But without further ado, let me introduce my guest, man. Steve's way. What's going on, brother? I'm doing good, bro. It's been finally. <laughs> hey, it's been a long time coming. I've yeah. known you for a couple of years. I've been loving yeah. what you're doing. And thank you. Thank you. We're here. So let's get it. <laughs> I, remember, I, remember, I remember you hitting me up. You're like, yo, man. Like, it's finally time to do it, because now you have a lot of shit popping, bro. And I want to get into it right away, because, like, you are a producer, and you're also an engineer. Yes, sir. Right? So, both of those things, like, real quick, right off the bat, do you think being a producer and engineer, they go hand in hand, or is it you just kind of enjoy doing both things? So, I definitely agree they do go hand in hand, because one thing I've learned is, like, being in session, I get to see, like, all the beats they're choosing to rap on, and, like, I see certain parts they want me to change. So like, as I do sessions with people, I'll just like pick that up. And when I make beats after, right. like I add what I learned from that, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. But are you, are you just a, like an engineer in terms of like producing, you just engineer the beats or do you actually sit there for recording sessions as well and engineer vocals? So I, I just started now to actually sit in and like engineer sessions and record the vocals. Okay. Cause, um, like, obviously, when the lockdown was going on, like, I was just doing mostly beat making and right. trying to, like, do social media networking. But, like, now that I've actually learned, like, I, I went to Florida last year and I did an internship for okay. engineering for a few months. And I came home and now I'm using all that stuff I learned. So, yeah, I'd say I'm I'm definitely in session, like, recording guys, like, mixing their vocals and also, like, producing and right. doing all that for them. Oh, did yeah. you intern at a studio or was it a, like, a, how did, was it in the, yeah. like, private? It was, um, it's actually like a pretty bigger studio. It's called Imagination House. Okay. It's in Orlando, like right near Disney and stuff. And okay. they do all the audio engineering for the cruise ships, like the shows they wow. have. So like they have like a Disney cruise and they'll have like a whole camp where like all these people would come into the studio and record like songs for like the shows they do. How'd you uh, land that? Um, I mean, you're supposed to technically like be at full sale, but my uncle, okay. my uncle's a musician and he was very close with one of their engineers, and he told them I was making moves in music production, so right. they gave me a shot. Hey, man, that's dope. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Helps to have connections, I guess. Yeah. Uh, we were actually just talking about this earlier. Um, the benefit of school, right? Do you feel like it is a plus or a bonus, or do you think it's essential? How do you feel about that? I mean, see, like, there's always different music producers. Some people, like... It takes them a couple years to grind and find their own sound and learn how to like get it. And some people you can tell they're just like born with a gift to like right. either they can like hear keys or like certain notes or they can, you know, but I do think at the end of the day, going to school, like there's nothing negative that's going to come from that right. because like you'll be learning from people that are doing it professionally. Okay. But I do think it's not needed as okay. as much as like other programs would be. Right. But there's nothing bad that could come from it. Yeah. My my take on school is it helps with the networking. I Absolutely. think it feels like it, it helps you open up to the world. Like for me personally, like when I went to film school, it wasn't necessary. Yeah. Right. But I know for myself, it helped me come out of my shell. So now I'm able to network outside of school as well. 100%. So I think you learn more. Like, for example, Full Sail is like an audio school, right? It's for, yeah. it's for like audio engineering and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I think there's so many other benefits that come from it. Oh, absolutely. Besides just learning how to engineer. Oh, absolutely. Like, I met a couple people that went there, and, like, when you graduate, like, if you're doing good and you're taking it seriously, like, they set you up. Like, they help you find internships right. in, like, Atlanta, Florida, yeah. et cetera. Like, there's more than just learning, like, what you said. Like, there's more than just learning about how to make music going there. I think they definitely, like, help you at the end of it to get your foot in the door. Right. But if you're not in school, you kind of got to 
dig that up from the ground yourself. Right. So, and, like, obviously, it's expensive to go to school for, like, audio stuff. 100%. But, like you said, like... But have you considered it, though? Oh, yeah. Okay. I've considered it for sure. So, like, I've recently, like, I opened a studio with my buddy Kellen. And, like, okay. I'm just recording and helping the mixes. And I'm going to see how it goes okay. for the next, like, six months to a year. Right. And if I feel like I can go to school and benefit a lot from that, mm-hmm. I definitely will. It's just with the world, like, everything that's been going on lately, like, <laughs> yeah. have, like it's all online, you know? So, like, I'd probably want to wait till I could go in there right, and, like, experience it, like, fully. For sure. Yeah. That makes sense, bro. So, now, when you were in Florida, how long was the internship? It was 240 hours. So, I was there for, like, three months. Okay. Three or four months. So, in those three months span, did you notice a difference in the entire music scene overall, like, and it affecting your sound from the Florida scene to, like, compared to here? I mean... I definitely think being in the studio, like just being in sessions with people that were coming in, because it wasn't like a hip hop type of studio. It okay. was like very professional, like oh, like arts and like they were have like people with instruments coming in. So like okay. I was learning like studio etiquette, just like and I, it was it was dictating my sound a little bit because like I wasn't at home, like surrounded by the stuff I've been around right. since I first started making music. So, yeah, I think like I don't know if I answered your question properly, but no, no, it makes sense. It makes sense. Now, when you're recording an artist who's just rapping or singing or whatever versus recording a live instrument, what's your approach to taking that? Because I know there's a few different ways you can kind of do it. So like recording a person, obviously, you just need a mic, you put them in a booth, but when it comes to like a live instrument, they have to be in a completely isolated room because if it echoes at all, then mm-hmm. it'll bounce back in the recording and then okay. it would just make a huge mess. But they have like certain mics and stuff too. So there's no like, you know, with like if you're doing vocals or whatever, you mm-hmm. put them in a room, there's like a natural reverb yeah, on their sometimes. vocals, right? Does that apply to instruments as well? Or you don't want that at all? No, definitely not. Especially like if you're going to be like sending the tracks to like someone else, another engineer to like mix and master it, you don't want any interference with the sounds. Okay. That's what so I find. it's pure dry yeah. sound. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. cool. You've been producing a lot of type beats, mm-hmm. right? Can you explain what a type beat is? So a type beat, basically like um, I'll make a beat. I'll be chilling at home. I'll cook something up and then... I'll let it play for like a few minutes after I finish it and I'll be like, okay, like what kind of type beat is this? Yeah. What kind of type of artist could I hear on this beat? Right. Right? It might be like Lil Skies. It might be Drake, mm-hmm. Travis Scott. So I'll make a beat and then I'll sort it out by like the type of artist I can hear on it. Right. That way, like when I put them onto my YouTube or my website or my Instagram or social media, like if somebody hits me up, oh, like you make Drake type beats, like I need that. Yeah. So then like I have it already. Or like you right. make, make Ariana Grande type beats, like... There's a stigma about type beat producers. Yeah. That there's they're not serious or they're lazy or whatever. How do you mm-hmm. feel about that? Um, I've seen this like so many times, like internet producers, <laughs> yeah. like type beat producers. For before I go into this, I'm I i do not consider myself a type beat producer. Right. I just do it because if you want to make a living and like sell beats, I think mm-hmm. being a type beat producer at some point is essential because people look at look it up every day. Right. And like if you're not doing that, I don't think you're working hard enough to make money. But oh, okay. Cool. But the funny thing is internet money. Have you ever heard of internet yeah, money? Of course. Yeah, they're like a producer collective right. and Taz Taylor, he was like he like dropped out of grade school and he was a type beat producer right. and like they put on Lemonade last year, yeah. that track went crazy, their album Insane. and like and they pretty much proved to everybody like we are type beat producers cuz right. that's all they were. They were doing like tutorials on like YouTube and stuff, and, like, now they're on the billboards. Like, Absolutely. And, like, random people are like, yo, you hear that new Internet Money song? Like, <laughs> You know what I mean? And that's, like, yeah. a, that's a type beat producer. Yeah. 
I love the type beats though because one, like I mean, there's a lot of artists who are coming up who kind of imitate the sound of already established artists, right? Oh, yeah. People say you need to have your own sound, which I do agree with, mm-hmm. but also like there's obviously influence in every sound. Yeah. Correct. The type beat to me is like the producer equivalent of the rapper or the vocalist. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's inspiration in a type beat that you heard. Oh, I heard that Drake so- song. I want to make a beat in that style. Yeah. Who knows? Sometimes it might not even be his style, but it always has your touch to it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that, that to me is the interesting part is how, you, how can you take a Drake beat or how can you take a Migos beat and make it your beat? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How can I do that? Yeah. You know, like when I first started producing, one of the things like I always try to remake beats I really liked or like I would find type beats on there, but too many times like you, you can go on Twitter or Instagram or YouTube and there's producers that are clearly like trying to sound like a certain producer, whether that means they're using the same 808 sound like the bass or they're doing similar patterns. But the best thing I I think I can tell is like take find something that you like about a producer and like incorporate that into like your own style Mm -hmm. because like an artist has heard a beat. So like if they hear it again from someone else, like from you, like they already have a better version of that coming from like industry producers that are like in the game. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So like if I'm making Pierre Bourne type beats and I'm trying to send them to Cardi, like, but Pierre Bourne is sending him beats that sound similar. Like you already know he's going to go, go to his roots. Yeah. How do you feel about like, when it comes to placements and stuff, because you've gotten mm-hmm. placements, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. But how do you feel about placements and like, for example, a producer being like, "Oh, I'll just take the beat you sent him." For example, mm-hmm. rearrange a little bit. Now it's his beat. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, do you ever have that worry that people are gonna rip you off oh. or, ri- or bite your sound in a way? Of course. I mean, a couple of years ago, there Twenty One Savage put out a project where mm-hmm. one of the beats kind of sounded like mine, but mm-hmm. it was a loop I used online. There's always gonna be stuff like that, like people biting other other producers styles and like it's just like a given because like even like artists do that like yeah drake used to get accused of like stealing people's styles but i mean (laughs) what's your take on that though when drake was doing it because he touched uk's like uh grime he touched the rap he touched singing he touched everything yeah i think that's genius because i mean if he can if, if drake could be known as a rapper or be known as a universal icon in the music industry, right. making like, like trap type beats, pop type records. Like, I think he's a genius for doing that. And like, maybe like if you're first starting out your career, choose a lane mm-hmm. to like build a fan base. But like, when you get to that level yeah. of greatness, like I think he can, he can <laughs> do prob- whatever you want. Yeah, like he can stay in any lane he wants now because he's got respect from people. Fair enough. Do you think it's a a plus to kind of tr- like do you? Not a, a plus, but more so like an encouraging thing to kind of branch out so you don't, I guess, get left with the times or so you can keep up with time. So you got to try new things. Absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> music changes all the time, right? Mm. So like there's definitely people that pick a style and they stick with their roots because they're comfortable and they don't want to expand. But I mean, the more things you know, like I think the more things, the more you're worth. Right. So like, because you don't want to like, be really good at making trap beats, but then Beyonce like emails you and says, yo, like I really yeah. like your sound, but like, do you make anything like this? And then you don't know how to do that. Right. So like, that's why I think, I think it's good to branch out and be ready for anything like that. Yeah. If that makes sense. It does. That's, that's yeah. a good answer. Good answer. Um, just real quick before we move on, going back to the loops, like you said that you used a loop online that 21 Savage has a beat that sounds similar. Yeah. How do you feel about that <clears throat> in terms of using loops now? Because, 
let's say there's a, a Cymatics as a brand, as a company. Yeah. Right. They have a bunch of loops that come out all mm. the time. If you used a Cymatics loop in one of your beats, and then somebody else used a Cymatics loop, and like the next two hundred people used it, now you yeah. have two hundred people that use the same loop. Yeah. What's your take on using loops? I love I love using loops because personally, like when I make my own samples, it takes me a lot longer. But like I got a I got a little team of like producers that be sending me loops now, and some of them like I'll tell them like these loops like send me some stuff that you're only sending to me and like a couple other guys right. and then send me some stuff that you're putting out to everybody because obviously if you make a crazy beat and like somebody uses the same loop and they get a placement like that's gonna hurt yeah but at the end of the day like that's what it is i guess because i think actually you can get placements with one loop on two different songs it's actually happened a couple times what do you mean? like um a couple of years ago this guy called Q or these guys called Q beats. They make samples okay. and they got a placement on a Jaden Smith song okay. with a loop and the same exact loop was put on a XXX Tentacion song, okay. but a different producer put the drums on it. So like oh, okay. it was gotcha, the same, gotcha. it was the same melody with like two different drum patterns. Okay. But I mean, I don't think it's bad, but like it might be unlucky because like if the artist knows that another song is already out with this loop and it's got a little bit of traction like right. i don't think they want to put that out because it might mm -hmm. um cause like a little controversy or something fair enough makes sense but now yeah. based off that as well at what point differ like what do you can you differentiate between sampling or just using the same loop because there's a lot of songs out today that i guess just reflip a sample that was used back back in the 90s or early yeah. 2000s right? um I, I definitely, like, if I had to choose one of those, if that's kind of what you're asking, is, like, samples or loops, I'd probably choose loops because, like, samples, like, you can still create, like, amazing records with a sample, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, like, whoever made that original song, like, it's up to them how much they want to take off the song. Wow, okay. Like, you know, like, Lucid Dreams yep. by Juice World, That was a sample. Right. And, like, I don't, if I remember correctly, I don't think, they contacted the original songwriter. Right. I remember so, there was some controversy about that. Yeah, so, like, since, like, he wasn't uh, contacted, like, beforehand, like, it went w it went down, like, way worse than it had to because right. he's like, all right, like, you pretty much stole from me. Exactly. So, sampling is awesome, but, like, I think maybe, yeah. like, wait until you're, like, you're a little, like, up more and have some respect because What, what be differentiates it, though? Like, well, at what point can I say I made a beat? Like, I'm sure when they made that beat for Juice World. Mm -hmm. Um, which was also Nick Mirror from Internet yeah, Money, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. When he made that beat, I'm sure he wasn't in his head. He's not thinking, "Oh, I'm stealing this beat." He no. probably thought of it like, "I'm sampling this beat." Yeah. You no. Like, like nobody's ever like thinking they're stealing it. Exactly. But like, on the other end, like it's all about how that that person feels about right. it. Because like when you're sending loop, when somebody sends you loops, it's a mutual agreement. Like they'll put like a little tag in the email. Like if you get this placed, like I want I want half of the percentages right. and stuff like that. But like I said before, like sampling like it, it's not a matter of like asking like they can like if, if you sample something and like they hear the song and they don't like it they can say no like right you're not allowed to put that out but it's a bad look on them too it is a bad look on yeah. them because they can be making money from it but then Absolutely. again everybody has their reasons you know yeah. like i still remember dr dre and eminem like how big are they how yeah. big were they in like the mid 2000s they mm -hmm. got rejected for a lot of samples yeah so um okay let's move on to the next topic man because like speaking of placements you have gotten a lot of placements bro I've like, gotten a f I've gotten a few, a couple unreleased, couple released, but I've been I've been working well, for it. Well, let's talk about one of the biggest ones you've gotten uh, with Lil Skies. Uh, his project is called Unbothered, and the song is called Locked Up. Yes, let's talk about that, man. How that happened? Dude, happen? 
Oh man, this like I've been making little skies beats since 2017, I think. Like type beats. Yeah, I actually, oh, wow. I so actually, yeah. If you go on my YouTube and do oldest videos, I actually have a bunch of little skies type beats wow. that were garbage. So, <laughs> so uh, I'm great. <laughs> Listen, like back then, I was like, yeah, like I, I really wanted it, but I think timing is everything, and I know now Absolutely. that I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. But that locked up placement, that all happened. Um, my boy Rello. DJ Rello, he's Lil Skies' official DJ. Okay. Oh, you're and friends with him? I'm friends with him now, yeah. Okay, but cool. before, like, if you want to know how I really got that, yeah, absolutely. I was in Florida, and, like, I didn't really have a lot of, like, friends there because they were all back home, so I was bored. And I was just doing some networking on my phone, right. and I seen DJ Rello, and he was always with Skies, like, working with him. I was like, all right, this, like, this guy might be, like, a good person I can connect with. So I would message him, like, yo, can I send some beats for Skies? And, right. like, he would were just, they like, in Florida at the time? No, they, he was in PA, okay. Pennsylvania. Gotcha. And, um... I would DM him, but he would leave it on red because yeah. I would just be asking to send beats. But then I like just like replied to one of his stories about a laptop and he accepted my message request. So yeah. after that, I was like, bro, just like, let me send you some beats. Trust me. Yeah. So I sent him a pack and he really liked it. And then we started FaceTiming and like cooking up together. Wow. He really believed in me and like he started working with more producers and he sent some beats to Skies for me and yeah. he recorded on it. I remember going on Instagram live and he was yeah. record- he was recording and I could kind of hear my beat like... Yeah. Through the headphones, I was like, yo, like, I think that's my beat. I was, t- <laughs> I was telling my friends, I'm like, yo, go on this live right now. And yeah, so that's, that's how that happened. It was back in May, and it just it came May out. Of 2020? 2020, yeah. Wow, okay. So I was excited. I was waiting for a long time for this, and it came out in January 22nd. Wow. So yeah, that's how, it, that's how it happened, man. And actually, I got another song with Skies. Really? Coming out, I think, I think April. It should be that's awesome, out. bro. Congrats on that. Thank you. That's huge. I'm excited, bro. Yeah. Like, like I said, it's... it's Dreams well, to reality, pretty much. Oh, 100%. This is, I feel like because you, you kept your your mind focused on it. Mm-hmm. You started with Skies Beats, you said. Yeah, Skies. So it's like, Little it comes skies. full circle, bro. Hell, hell yeah. That's awesome, man. You sent me a bunch of other posts from artists that you've worked with, mm-hmm. right? One in particular, Hood Rich Pablo One. That's his yeah. uh, Instagram, Matt. I'm not familiar with his artist myself, personally. But um, he's got a million followers, so he's popping. <laughs> yeah, Hoodrich, he's, he's been around for a while. The funny thing is, I didn't even try to get a song with Hoodrich. Okay. The guy that was on that song with him is Smokey Margiela. Okay. He's, uh, he's an ASAP mob. He's, oh, like, wow. He's, okay. part, he's part of that group. Okay. So, like, I was sending beats to his email, like, his manager, mm-hmm. and then he said he, he, he said he recorded on one. Actually, there's kind of a funny story behind that, if you want to hear it. Absolutely. Go for it, bro. So... It was like when I, it was 2018, I was like just making beats and I went to the ASAP Mob show okay. and I got like a phone number on Instagram for his manager's page and I kept texting it <laughs> and I was like, yo, like I got beats, I'm at the show yeah, yeah. and he was like, bet, bet. And like a year and a half goes by, I didn't speak to them at all and I was yeah. chilling with my girlfriend and like I got a text from a random number and it's like, yo, like this is Smokey's like GM, like we need beats, like who is this again? And, like, I was just a random that I was texting him a long wow. time ago. But he didn't save my number. So I think he thought I was, like, somebody relevant. So I was like, yo, like, I just played it off cool. I was like, it's Steez. Like, what's the email? Like, I'll send right. a pack right now. So I sent a pack. And, like, that same night, I got the snippet for the song. And Damn. and he put he put Hoodrich Pablo Juan on it. And that was my first placement that came out. That's sick. That, that holds a special part. Did that, did that kind of make you think at that point? You're like, okay, this is definitely my calling. Like, this is my lane. Yeah, the thing is, I almost got a little too excited because once I got my first placement, I thought, like, shit was just going to be rolling in after that. Like, I thought A&R is going to come to me and try to, like, get get me to send Bs. I thought it was all going to happen for me, but then 2019, I didn't really get anything else bigger. So I think it was, like, a wake-up call, 
and it like showed me that like one placement like is no reason to think like something might be handed to you now Absolutely. you gotta like put the pedal to the metal like when yeah. something happens you know i think i forget who it was somebody like famous had one side too like once you like working your ass off to make it yeah. is the easiest part Mm-hmm. Once you've made it, or once you've got your foot in the door, then you have to work twice as hard, ten times as hard to, yeah. to keep it. Yeah, because you yeah. got to deliver for people, you know? Right. Because, like, they see you, like, making progress and going up, and, like, once, like, something drops, like, me personally, the Skies album just came out, so it's like, all right, I need something else to happen this year now, because, like, it's January, and I just had this right. big record come out. So, like, I think it's just important to, you know, like, have a mindset, like, it's nothing's, like, good enough, I guess. Yeah. You know? Makes sense. It, it depends, bro. though. It's just me. Like, I, I like to work hard and, like, not get comfortable. Not be yeah. satisfied because then you yeah. get lazy. Yeah. I think being satisfied is being comfortable. And, like, if you're not, if you're comfortable, I don't think there's any room for you to grow. Wow. If that, I'm, yeah. You know Makes what I mean? Makes sense. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, another artist is Flip De Niro. Again, he's another Flip. big artist, bro. I love Flip De Niro. How'd that happen? Um, my boy, Stardust Season. He's a producer. And I sent him. I made some loops myself last year. I sent him a couple packs, and he told me, he was like, bro, like, this is fire. I'm going to get flip on this. And I was like, hey, <laughs> say less. So I was like, do what you got to do. And he did. He got the snippet. And I love that song. It's I don't know if it's going to come out. I mean, Flip De Niro, he makes a lot of music. If you, right. if you follow him on Instagram, he's always posting new snippets. But, you know, that's crazy. Like, he's another artist I looked up to, like, when I first started making beats. Because, like, right. you hear music, you know, and, like, and you want to, like, make stuff like that. But... Mm. I really hope that record comes out one day. That would be special. Yeah. Now, these are all, like, I guess, more on the trap rap side of artists, oh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then you also had a placement with Jeremiah. Jeremiah, yeah. That's that, dope. That's crazy. Because now Jeremiah is, like, in my opinion, I mean, I'm not familiar with the other artists. Mm-hmm. Little guys I know of a little bit. But I know Jeremiah, and I know Jeremiah, in my opinion, I think is more famous than all these guys. Yeah. I mean, to an extent, like, for, yeah. for biggest songs, I think Jeremiah is definitely most popular out of all of the artists right. I've worked with. Yeah. Yeah, that and that was the first one of the first people I actually worked with. I I went to LA right. to meet up with BMW Kenny. He actually like told me to come out, and I was like nineteen, and I didn't even know like he knew Jeremiah. We were just like cooking up beats, and I sent him some stuff. Yeah, and like the time it was my first day, I got there, and the time zone had me all loopy. I was all tired, <laughs> so I just sent like. BMW Kenny, like, that's one of my homies. I sent him some beats, yeah. and the next morning I woke up, and, like, he was playing one of my beats, but Jeremiah was on it. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, what the hell is going on? He's like, yeah, he's like, we're going to his house tonight. Like, we're going to. Yeah. So we ended up going. It was sick, man. Like, it was. I went to his house, got to meet him, like, see the studio and right. shit. The song, it hasn't come out, but it was still, like, a really great learning experience. And, like, even though I can look at, like, a little video I got of him, like, on yeah. my beat. It's, yeah. it's inspiring, like, for myself, you 100%. know? 100%. When you, like, I guess you when you hit that low and you're just kind of, like, second-guessing mm-hmm. stuff, you just kind of yeah. pick those videos back up. and Well, even just, like, I remember, like, going to, like, dances back in the day. And, like, then, like, the Put It Down On Me song. Yeah, yeah exactly. And like, and, like, Birthday Sex. Like, dude, all these songs. All like, them, bro, yeah. I was, like, 10 years old, like, <laughs> listening, to, listening at the dances, and now, like, I'm at this dude's house, like, yeah. working with him. 100%. It's crazy. And you just mentioned BMW Kenny, too. That's another artist that you have placements with. Yeah, so... so you ever heard that, like, uh, the viral TikTok song, Wipe It, Wipe It Down? Yeah, Wipe, that was yeah. him? Yeah, so. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> my boy, dude. He, he was uh, actually, like, he went as, like, another name because he was just a producer. Like, he's a legend. He produced for, like, right. I don't know. Like, he produced for Justin Bieber, Travis, like, Nicki Minaj, right? like, everybody. Wow. But, but he, like, been through the game, so he wanted to start making his own music, and he went viral. Yeah. So, like, 
and I produced a song on like his debut EP. It's called The Win. Okay. But yeah, like I'm really like happy for that because like that's my homie and like he went out and like became an artist, did what he loves, and like he's like prospering doing it. So, that's like, dope, it's sweet. Bro. Yeah, it's always nice to see people who you have friendships with or who mm-hmm. you've connected with, see them win. hundred percent, most definitely. Um, real quick before we wrap up, we gotta <clears> wrap up soon. How does leasing beats work? Okay. Because yeah. um. Like, I'm not saying this to start any shit. No. I'm, it's just a curiosity thing for me. Mm. Um, the beat that was used for Locked Up. Yeah. Right? Um, there's a local artist here, Jay Bish. Yes. Yeah. He had a song on uh, his project. Yeah. Sa- I don't know if it's the same beat or similar beat. It, but was, it was the exact same beat. Okay. Because... I heard the beats; they were si- they're the same, mm-hmm. right? Because I didn't know. I personally didn't inspect it to the point to see if there was any difference. But what I was assuming is he might have leased the beat from you, yeah, rather than purchased it. So, can you just explain the difference? Real exactly. Quick? So, um, in twenty, yeah, I think it was twenty nineteen. I made that beat a couple years ago, okay. which is crazy. He, um, I was working with Josh, and I sent him a couple of beats. <clears throat> Excuse me, and um, he loved that one. He yeah. recorded on it, and the song's great. I love it. Right. But like, uh, it was a lease and like, he is my homie and like he used it. But if I, if there's a beat sitting there that like, I feel like has potential and I want to send out, I always will. Right. Cause like I've sold exclusives, but the money, like you, like exclusives are cool because like you make a little bit more money, but like when you sell right. an exclusive, like if I would have sold him exclusive rights to that beat, I would have never got the skies placement because right. I would have never sent it to skies. Right. So like that alone is like, was a little message just to be careful. But and, like, I hope Josh, like, didn't get mad about that or anything. Because, right. like, I'll, he used the beat, but, like, this guy's, like, a dream, like, placement for me. So, like, when yeah. that happened, like, I felt bad for a second. But yeah. I'm sure he understands. And, like, right. I load him up. So, it's all so good. Now, so, now, let's say let's say you give me a beat and I lease the beat from you. Mm-hmm. I'm a nobody, right? Like, okay. Like, me, I'm talking about me personally. Mm-hmm. I'm a nobody. <clears throat> if you get another chance for, like, a little Sky's placement now... Is it a possibility to s- sell that exclusivity to him and just be like, yo, sick, take that song down? So now I don't have that song out no more. So technically oh. it's exclusive. You okay, so so if you so if you lease a beat from me, put a song out, and then I place the beat that you lease from me with an artist, and I would tell you to take it down? You tell me to take um, it down. So now you can so, use it as an exclusive per se. Because so like, like, I got no views. I wouldn't. I would never tell an artist to take it down because, okay. like, if you buy a beat from me, like, or lease a beat from me, you're supporting my career. So, okay. like, I don't care, like, if it goes to Drake, like, as long as the label isn't gonna tell you to take it down, like, I right. will not. Gotcha. And if the if that ever did happen, where like you leased a beat from me and it had to get taken down, I would compensate you. I would send you right. a pack of personal beats, or I would have you come in and I would make you some shit and, and like make up for yeah what happened. Right. But that's definitely happened before. I think. Just because, like... I've heard of stories of it happening, too, where, like, some producers tell the artists to take it down because either they, they can't pay for it or they're like, yo, I got this place somewhere else. Well, a lot of the things artists be doing is they go on YouTube and they do, like, YouTube to MP3. Right, they'll, yeah. They'll download the beat and put it online. And it sucks because, like, if somebody, like, went on my YouTube and did that and, like, put it on all platforms, like... Right. I'm sure I could go and get it taken down, but I'm probably not going to do that unless it pops off because like, absolutely. Because if you didn't lease it and you're getting millions of plays, like I'm going to come and be like, all right, like where's my money? I want like 80% of that (laughs) because like you didn't confront me. Like you didn't lease it, but like I I would just have to let my lawyer like figure it out. But if you're an artist, like I definitely, even if you're going to buy an MP3 lease for $30, like you should definitely be paying your producers. Oh, for sure. Cause like there's nothing good that's going to come from, stealing a beat or even if it doesn't feel like you're stealing it like 
Nah, we, they know they're we, stealing it, bro. But like we, <laughs> but like we, we worked hard on that, you know. Hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, man, Steez, that was a great interview, bro. It's good to be back. Thank you for coming through, man. Real quick, where can they find you on all your social medias and stuff, man? Instagram, Steez Wave, Twitter, everything. I got a Facebook page too. I got a YouTube. Subscribe. I'm actually gonna do a giveaway soon when I hit a thousand subs on YouTube. I'm oh, gonna yeah. give away a a custom Akai MPK keyboard. Hey, so that's sick. Yeah, new music dropping soon. Yeah. I'm glad we got to do this, bro. Me too, bro. Thank you so much for coming out, man. Appreciate that you, bro. That was fun, bro. Thank and thank you guys so much for watching. My name is Six Salim. You can follow me on Instagram at Six Salim. Subscribe to this YouTube channel. Stay up to date. We're getting back to these interviews now that lockdown is over. I'm trying to knock as many out in case we go back into another one. So thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>